The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why brand positioning is a close ally and why brand collaborations always make sense. Joining us is Scott Harkey, who is the CEO and co-founder of OH Partners, which has consistently been ranked as one of Inc. 5000's fastest growing private companies, and Adweek lists their agency as one of the fastest growing on the planet. OH has led marketing and digital campaigns for clients, including Disney, National Geographic, Airbnb, and the NBA. So we're going to talk some hoops today. And today, Scott and I are going to talk about strategic branding and positioning. All right. Here's the first part of my conversation with Scott Harkey, the CEO and co-founder of OH Partners. Scott, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Benjamin, good to be on, brother. Excited to have you as a guest. Excited to talk a little bit about some of the work you're doing. And maybe we can weave some talk about hoops in here. I know that you're based in Arizona. Does that make you a Suns fan? Absolutely. We actually just launched a brand for Devin Booker right now called Coco 5, which is like a body armor kind of Gatorade competitor. So we're really big Suns fans. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm really excited for you, for Devin Booker. And he's going to be able to market the crap out of that product as soon as the Warriors eliminate him in the conference finals. Are you ready? <laughs> Well, the refs typically over the past 20 years don't love the Suns. So anytime we have a good team, we get really whiny because we feel like we don't get the call. Can you really blame the refs over a 20-year period? Really? We're Phoenicians, so we just have a lot of trauma around sporting events and almost making it. That I understand. But look, this is a marketing podcast. And as much as I want to talk a little bit about the NBA, let's talk about some of your work with the NBA and some of your other clients. You work on a really sort of interesting model. You've got this holding agency, OH Partners, your integrated traditional agency, but then you've also got five or six other agencies that do digital marketing. You've got an analytics firm, even things like polling. So you kind of have your finger on the pulse of a lot of different parts of marketing. But I want to talk to you about one of the things that in your application to be a guest on the podcast, you said was one of the most important facets of modern technology-driven marketing, which is branding. Talk to me about why branding is really strategic positioning. Everything cycles, right? As marketers for, I think, a decade, it was all about targeted digital and lower funnel, get people through and return on ad spend. And then for a long time, it was about experiential 
So trends kind of come back. And for this new world, I consider that we're in right now, I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic. Technology has changed dramatically. The television ad can't reach 85% of women 25, 54 anymore. And there's no amount of TV you could buy that would ever do that anymore. And it's dwindling by the day. People are just consuming media differently. So I think that's really allowed the brands and the agencies and the marketers to go back to the basics and really think about how they're positioning and how their brand is being portrayed amongst consumers before you can even get to the tactics on what media channels, like really making sure you're differentiated and you're positioned right to the changing mindset of consumers. You know, if I had to read the tea leaves or rub my crystal ball and predict the future of marketing in the next couple of years, I agree with you that branding is going to become increasingly more important. And by branding, I don't mean what does the logo look like. I mean the whole kit of what your mission is, obviously your visual identity, but also your marketing mix, your targeting, your segmentation. So the reason why I think branding is going to become so much more important actually has to do with technology and the flow of data. Right. We've seen not only privacy regulation from some of the federal governments, even in California here, we have CCPA, some of the state governments. We're also seeing the platforms restrict our access to data. Cookies are going away in Chrome. iOS was a 14.5 or 14, whatever the iOS update was that made it harder for apps to be able to get data. Knowing that we're seeing access to data be diminished. What are some of the things marketers can do to make sure that their brand is on point to make up for some of the loss of our accurate targeting? For a long time, it was really about personalization. And I was really beating that drum about personalization as being the future. I think personalization is still important, but the new currency of really the world economy, in my opinion, and I kind of get on a soapbox, probably too much so, but I really think belief is the new world currency. If you look at what Elon Musk is doing, his companies don't make money. If you look at when, I remember when Amazon acquired Whole Foods, the market basically paid for that acquisition. If you look at the crypto markets and NFT markets, everyone is now basically betting on who's going to have the belief of the customers. So it's not good enough to have these targeted campaign ads that move people down a funnel anymore. You need to really have this deep understanding of who you are as a brand and how consumers are going to believe what you're doing is true and authentic. I just listened to a podcast about this. So I agree with some of what you're saying, but I'm going to push back a little and blame the plain English podcast. I was listening to Derek Thompson interview Jason Calacanis. Derek Thompson's journalist, Jason Calacanis, is an angel investor for the people that aren't familiar with either plain English or who they are. And basically what they were talking about is the macro markets and how when money is cheap, the interest rates are low, business and the economy are booming. It's about selling an idea. How big could you be? And then you've got plenty of time and runway to be able to go figure out how to get product market fit and to be able to figure out your business model. You can raise money uh, hand over fist. The Uber model, just raise and raise and raise and raise. And eventually, someday down the road, when you're so big, you can start to figure out cash flow and monetization. But when we're in this potentially recession period like we are right now and interest rates are higher, then it becomes about what your business model is. So when you think about, well, yeah, branding obviously matters and we're seeing more restrictions to data, 
but people are going to be focused on profitable businesses as opposed to this mission. How do you think that affects the prioritization of your branding efforts? I agree with you. And I've spent a lot of time with numerous tech companies in San Francisco. And if you talk to a lot of the San Francisco tech companies like Airbnb, Uber, who I've had a lot of friends there and work with them in occasions, they talk about building a moat. And the moat is around really belief and actually how much money you raise. If the market believes you're this, then you have this kind of moat around this new way of doing business, Uber, Airbnb, some open door, all these kind of tech models that came out. I think you need both. I think you need a great product. You need cash. You need revenue. You need a good product. And you need belief, in my view. But a lot of times, I think companies and marketers try to go tell the market why they have differentiation or why they're so great. And their internal team isn't even aligned with what that is. And so I'm a big believer in these kind of like brand workshops to where really, as much as it is about strategy, it's also about getting alignment. So the messaging is true and authentic. And I do believe that creates belief within your internal organization. We're seeing this a lot today. And you're going to see a lot more of this where people are tying recruitment of team members as the labor market's getting tough with that external benefit to consumers being more tied together around a bigger mission and vision and advertising. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Prior to launching the MarTech podcast, I was a consultant, and you're basically describing what 75% of my consulting business was. Hi, I'm here. You tell me the purpose of your company. And you get 10 different answers from 10 different people, and you put them all together, and you point out the middle spot in the Venn diagram and say, this is what you all agree on, so let's just call ourselves this, and everything else is noise. So let's get together and let's make sure that our customers jive with the way that we're starting to think about our company. So I could not agree with you more, A, about the inconsistency for how people describe their brands and why that's a problem. But if it's a challenge, talk to me about some of the ways that you're distributing that message. We always think about marketing and MarTech as being 
the way that we're reaching out to people outside of our organization, this seems like an internal marketing problem. What are some of the ways that you're getting that message across when you're working with larger companies? We do the brand workshops and I've seen so many different ways of doing it, but they all kind of typically do somewhat of the same thing. And I actually require a lot of our new customers that come on to go through this exercise because I know the creative execution will get much easier because we'll have alignment. But we're in a market today where media is not bought the way it used to be. It's earned. You can still buy some media and there's a place for that. But I do believe when you look at influencers and collaborations and PR really coming back as a really credible tactic, in my view, podcast, we're in more of an earned marketplace, in my opinion. Some big companies certainly have owned as well. Paid, I think, is still very important. But if you look at most paid budgets, at least the ones I've seen, they're going down. And there's been more emphasis on content creation and partnerships and influencers in the earned channel for a number of reasons. So if you really understand your message and what you provide and it's aligned internally, then I think it gives you a much bigger platform to play in in the earned segment. Influencers want to be paid, but they also want to believe what the hell you're doing because if they don't believe it, then they're going to lose audience when they get paid to promote it. I couldn't agree with you more. When you think about your brand, it is an investment that goes across all of your three verticals of marketing, earned, owned, and paid. If you have an inconsistent brand voice, your ads don't jive with your website. They're two different people that are, are running those campaigns. Your message won't resonate with the influencers you're trying to work out. Your content just won't be well positioned and people won't understand who you are, what you're about. So this is an important investment when you're thinking about branding as a marketing channel. Last question I have for you today, talk to me a little bit about the tech stack and, and what are some of the ways that you not only create great brands, but also distribute the message? So we're big on multi-point attribution, which let me just tell you, no one has figured out yet, in my view. The holy grail. Yeah, right. Like probably haven't heard that in a little while. I was really hot for a few years. We use a company called Alight Analytics. Again, the MBA used Alight Analytics for a lot of their data. And we're piping in every single media channel from our Google partnership, or of course, Meta, our traditional TV channels, our influencers. We're trying to pipe in as many billboards into Alight Analytics. And then we have analytic professionals going through and trying to find insights that make sense. Because the problem is, for a long time, the marketplace was very keen on last click attribution. How do we make sense as to all the different touch points that are making a difference and, and moving a fence sitter onto, you know, I'm on the team with this brand? How are we moving people, of course, still into the funnel? I see more opportunity now to mid funnel work and even mid upper. I think we've gotten pretty good at the mid to lower funnel piece to it. So most of the brands that are hiring us are how do we strengthen that mid funnel and how do we strengthen that upper funnel? And I think the brand piece that you do with that really helps you again with, I still think the Holy Grail right now is still influencers. I know people don't want to admit it. I know it's a pain in the ass, but I'm still seeing major value in influencers. Not to mention Facebook, the cost to market in that channel has gone up like crazy every year. I mean, we're from 7 billion to 20 billion or something. Cost has gone up. Accuracy has gone down. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Targeting's worse. Cost or higher, it's still a great platform for advertising. I still think Meta is the best platform for advertising, but it's not the ROI it used to have a couple of years ago. Influencers is the most messy, the hardest to put together, the hardest to work through. But as of right now, if you said, hey, what's still the most undervalued? I'd say influencers, honestly. 
And if you really understand who you are, like a Yeti does, right? I know that people bring them up all the damn time, but they truly understand who their brand is. They can execute on these content and influencer deals all day long. They can partner with other brands all day long, and they're going to get more organic views, share views. And to me, it's still all about views. I'm sorry. It's still a math problem. How can you produce the most positive views that are strategically aligned for your brand? And over time, that's going to create more sales and more value for your brand. And when we think about the branding component of it, it's the foundational piece of all of your marketing efforts. So if you're not going to start with a solid brand foundation, the data you collect isn't going to be great. The channels you're using aren't going to resonate and your brand's going to struggle and have to pay more than it might need to if you just focused on the foundation at first. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Scott Harkey, CEO and co-founder of OH Partners for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Scott and I are going to continue our conversation to talk about unconventional collaborations through partnerships. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is SharkyAZ, that's S-H-A-R-K-E-Y-A-Z as in Arizona, or you could visit his company's website, which is ohpartners.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletters, or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.